0: What a night in the NBA, including a huge upset, the New Orleans Pelicans getting past the Phoenix Suns, but Devin Booker is hurt. What does that mean for the Suns? Plus the return of bubble Jimmy Butler and dueling dads at the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves game, which might've been the highlight of the whole night. We're all, it's all going to be right now here on the Lockdown NBA podcast.
1: You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there, welcome back to Locked On NBA on a Wednesday. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, part of uh, your first listen every day. Thanks for downloading it, taking it with you in the car. We know everybody's going back to work. Forget Sports Talk Radio. Download this. Download our local shows and you're all set for your commute Uh, and watch the show on YouTube on Wednesdays here in the Lockdown NBA podcast. I am John Corrales, co-host, and I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales.
1: And I'm Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast.
0: What a convenient day to have (laughs) you as a co-host.
1: Um, it's gonna be a late night recording this and then locked on Pelicans after. And these are just in general. This was one of those nights. That's like basketball is so much fun. There were good games, big plays, and then just cool random moments throughout it. Like I loved everything about Tuesday night.
0: Yeah. Tuesday night in the NBA, first round of the playoffs, all kinds of fun stuff going on, including Jake's Nola Pelicans getting it done against the Phoenix suns. 125-114, 125-114, a monster game from Brandon Ingram. One assist shy of a triple-double, which would have been his first. 37 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. All the closing plays, all the closing plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter coming from Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans. Uh, But the big story, before we get to Jake's massive celebration, the big story is... <laughs> Devin Booker, who had 31 points at the half and was just, just, I mean, cooking like you've never seen him cook before, doesn't, doesn't return because he's dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, now this, Jake, could be a game changer. Let's just play our real or fake. We do real or, real or fake game on Wednesdays. Let's just dive into a real or fake right here and say that, An extended absence from Devin Booker torpedoes the Phoenix Suns
1: championship hopes. I I mean, I think it's absolutely to a certain degree. I think this first round series is going to be harder. They're probably still expected to win. But yeah, I think it's kind of real. It's going to be tough right now. You saw how bad they looked in this game without him there. And I know they've been good this year without him. But... I don't know, man. Like they just lost to the eighth seed that has 30, 30 something wins. And this is a team with 60, like that needs to be really concerning. And the bigger thing is like, it's not just like an extended absence. Maybe he misses a couple of games. The way he was on the sideline looking so angry and so upset makes you wonder the severity of this. And Monty Williams, given that in-game interview saying we'll see after the game, like those are the type of words and the kind of body language that makes me concerned.
0: Yeah. I just think he's such a competitor. Like, I mean, that's, He's it, the the injury at that point. It I'll go the other way and say he's probably sitting there so pissed off because he's like I feel fine and they're going to be like No, you're not playing and he's pissed off on the bench feeling fine, you know, and feeling like a little twinge. But just just wrap me up, put that ace bandage around, and it's the right hamstring. It's not the left hamstring that gave him issues earlier in the season. Important distinction but he could have very easily been pissed off because he wanted to play and was told no. So, um, and, and hamstrings are tricky. So who knows how this is going to go? And, and obviously, you know, people, people probably like, yeah, John, of course it's going to torpedo their championship hopes if he can't play in the entirety of the playoffs. But I guess the, the, the question is to which to, to what degree does the absence of Devin Booker hurt them? Do they, do they fall flat in the first round? Do they lose potentially in the second round if he can't go? We don't know, and this is all just rampant speculation. But I think in the first round here, I still think the Suns can get past New Orleans. And, and no disrespect to the New Orleans Pelicans intended here, but part of why they were able to win this game is that the Phoenix Suns just kind of forgot how to play basketball for for a, a significant stretch. Uh, completely falling asleep in transition and giving up a layup jay crowder throwing the ball just thro- randomly just throwing it away and, and and turning it over and defensive lapses that just don't make any sense it was the down the stretch the suns the absolute best clutch team in the league this like year historically good. Like, like ever basically mile. by like a mile it's like first place is up here and second place is on the floor Like that's how good they, this was the exact opposite. So I think a little bit of more normal play, even without Devin Booker. And, and at least this is, this comes down to like maybe a final shot or something.
1: Maybe, you know, I I think there's two sides to this game in particular, right? Like you still got an amazing performance out of him in the first half, 31 points. He made seven threes. He was on fire after dapping up the little baby on the sideline there, which was just like the cutest moment ever pretty much like it's that's had to be one of the most awesome like in-game things I've ever seen after on the floor making a long two but you saw New Orleans make some really good adjustments in this they came out really flat in game one of this series they didn't use Jackson Hayes in any sort of right way and then he played more minutes in this one basically in the first half than he did all of game one and became a bit of a difference maker for them being able to hit shots being a vertical threat grabbing a couple of boards and doing some things that Phoenix didn't seem really prepared for you saw Jonas found tunis be a lot more physical with DeAndre andre Ayton, and he was really bothered by him in game one and then you saw brandon ingram step up right like that might be the biggest thing here if this is a superstar turn in a sense for brandon ingram 37 points 11 rebounds nine assists I don't know. That can make this series a lot closer as long as Devin Booker's not in there. If Booker's healthy, I'm not going to go so far and be like, they're going to really be bothered by New Orleans. I'm realistic here, even though it's a team I root for and a team I cover, but there's still enough threats. And offense was the problem in game one, and they definitely figured that out in game two. You saw C.J. McCollum hitting his shots. You saw them use lineups with way more spacing out there. Um, In uh, rookie Trey Murphy, you had rookie Herb Jones hitting shots. Jose Alvarado, the under drafted rookie was hitting oh, shots yeah. if those guys continue to step up a little bit I i think that helps can you rely on these rookies in a, you know a seven game series i think some of them yeah i think herb jones has started all year long i feel pretty confident in that i think we've seen some really good moments from Trey murphy that might be what it really comes down to and with two games in new orleans where your role players are going to play better I don't know like i wonder if this maybe means this series is at least going to be more of a dogfight and tougher for the phoenix suns maybe than they were originally anticipating let me ask you this though that little baby dap a blessing or a curse 31 <laughs> points in the first half with that but then he doesn't return Was that is that no, a lucky baby man. or an unlucky there's, baby there's,
0: no i'm i'm all pro baby i'm pro baby it's you, you give the da- baby uh a dap and then you go out and you you shoot like that there's no bad luck. That bad luck came from somewhere else. Um, I'll say this. First of all, I have to say, Jackson Hayes had one of those, the part of a super cool exchange, the, uh, was it with uh, Bridges, where he got blocked, yep. he came down. The, any two-handed block, the two-handed pin on the on the backboard, there's one of the coolest plays in basketball. Sorry, that, I mean, that was, that that's amazing. Um, I will say that, I, th- I think it benefits the suns that this is a first round series that gets drawn out there's still a couple of days off right before there, there's another get an next game off. so
1: the next game's on next game's on Friday
0: so now you you still have that extended I think you get you play it super super careful with with Booker and C you know especially if you go if you go in in game three and The Suns say, okay, focus up. We're going to go out there. We're going to be the Suns. We're going to take home court back. And and even if the the Pelicans battle, even if the Pelicans take it to game seven, you still sit Booker, make sure that he's 100% ready to go. You have the luxury, I think, of sitting him for an extended time in a first-round series. But you are right. that We haven't mentioned C.J. McCollum. 23 points, right. nine assists, eight rebounds. He almost had a triple-double himself. CJ, CJ's come over to New Orleans and played great. He's been great. And in this game, also great. He does change the dynamic for this team. And in, in a lot of senses, this isn't a typical eighth seed because they, were, agree with they were a lot worse. They made their moves. They made a big run to get to that eighth seed. The team that they are now is better than, I think, an eighth seed finish had they been this team from the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, they're probably like the sixth seed, I think, if it's this team from yeah, the start of the year, right? Like with the way they played. They got off to a 1-11 start. They were 3-13. and 13. Like that is right. horrifically bad. Just to be in the postseason is, in a sense, incredible. But they've gone through a bit of like a metamorphosis of sorts. And you've seen Brandon Ingram really step up not this season, not just as a scorer, but as a, as a facilitator, right? Anytime they threw two guys at him in the fourth quarter, he was passing out and just creating for others and when you have a guy doing it at that high level look that's that's kind of the guy you need to win close games down the stretch and that's what got new orleans the victory in this one
0: uh one final note here (laughs) chris paul moves to one in 13 in playoff games officiated by (laughs) scott foster (laughs)
1: Just like, back to his time in New Orleans too like it is I saw that and I was just like oh oh man Uh-oh. I had to go look over at betonline.net and see what the line was and I was like, oh plus nine and a half here um I'm, I'm gonna jump on this a little bit.
0: Yeah man that was funny. all right we're gonna come back. We'll talk about Jimmy Butler Bubble Jimmy came back for the Miami Heat and Trey Young 10 turnovers and complaining about the officiating. That's all coming up after we talk about Shady Rays, which is an independent sunglasses company that gives you all the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. And that means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, premium high-end finish. And if you're like Jake and you took your sunglasses off and threw them off in a fit of joy in in this game and you lost them or broke them, Shady Rays doesn't care. They will send you a brand new pair no matter why you lose them give them a try and if you don't love them you pay nothing it's as simple as that and super cool you want to invest in, in in support companies that do things like this 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in america when you shop with shady rays and exclusively for our listeners you head to shadyrays.com use the code locked on you get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses that's code locked on for their best deal of the season off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses. Check them out. And uh, they're backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Thank you, as always, for checking out the Locked On NBA podcast and making it your first listen every day. You know what you should make your second listen? Jake's Locked On Pelicans podcast after that game. Uh, all of the lo- all of these playoff teams are very well represented, but all of the NBA teams are very well represented on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Check them all out. Some are preparing for the draft. My Lockdown Celtics podcast is today is a crossover with Lockdown Nets preview in Game Two. You want to get in on that? But Jake's big celebratory podcast it's going to be on my rotation as I drive to the TD Garden. For, it's going to be uh, pretty fun tomorrow. That one, that one, I think is is going to be fun. Lockdown Heat should be fun after Jimmy Butler went off I mean off for a playoff career high 45 points and that includes a personal Jimmy Butler run 7-0 down the stretch there to put the Atlanta Hawks away after a game one blowout a lot tougher here for the Miami Heat but Jimmy Butler comes in with an absolute vintage performance where you know obviously the big knock on him is his shooting but he comes out and shoots four of seven from three gets to the line 12 times this is this is uh jimmy butler raising his game in the playoffs we, we were talking about it before we started the show jake that jimmy butler kind of like i don't want to say cruises but at this point in his, his career he's he's there's a regular season jimmy and here's playoff jimmy
1: It's a little bit Rondo-esque right there with kind of the the playoff Butler, playoff Jimmy, but but it is. This is what he does, right? And I was watching this game, watching him go on that 7-0 run, and I'm like, where does he rank on, like, terms of, like, closers in the playoffs of all the guys who are, like, kind of here? Like, where does he rank? We don't need to answer. That is, like, a whole show of debate, but, like, yeah, he's got to be – like, I don't put him – in the top three maybe but like he's hovering around there somewhat i think to a certain degree because he has moments like this and as you mentioned the knock on him's a shooter and then four made threes and it's like oh if he can ever really be consistent with that that's a guy that you know in theory could lead you to a title and this guy that the heat are hoping are going to lead them to a title and not just a great regular season so i don't know he, he was fantastic in this one if he keeps that three ball falling basically look out everybody
0: yeah that was uh and then that, that—that's going to be the question here. But for now, mm-hmm. celebrate it in Miami because that was—that was a, a huge. And, and and on top of that, five rebounds, five assists, the two steals, just an overall great night. Miami getting like fourteen from Max Struess, fifteen from Tyler Hero, eleven from Gabe Vincent. It's it's unsung heroes kind of like revolving around Jimmy Butler to get this this game uh, to get this done because you had. Guys in foul trouble, like Bam Adebayo was in foul trouble. Uh, P.J. Tucker was in foul trouble.
1: He Uh, had a rough stretch in there with with mm. those and everything and like kind of almost hurt the heat by having him out on the court at times.
0: And then on the other side of it, you've got Trey bouncing back from a really bad game in in game one to shoot 50%, but only two of 10 from three. Uh, He had 25 points, seven assists, six rebounds, 10 turnovers, 10 turnovers. That's, that's the big thing. And after the game, let's play Let's bring out our real or fake here. Uh, after the game, Trey complains that if Miami is allowed to play this physical without the fouls being called, then they have no chance. Atlanta has no chance. So real or fake, if, if the officiating doesn't start to turn in Atlanta's favor, they are done here.
1: It is, it's it's very real. It's very real. And I don't think Trey Young realizes like how damning of a quote that is probably on him phone. and the rest of the team. Yeah. Right. Like you just completely shot yourself in the foot with this. You completely owned yourself on this one. You know, what might be better is if he elevated his level of play to not let them that Miami defense, which is switching everything on him and really harassing him out there on the perimeter with their length of a bunch of like six, eight guys. I don't know. Do deal with it better than that. Right. Like, a lot of those are just him not able to kind of handle that sort of length. So, yeah, if, if you're not going to get foul calls on things that aren't fouls for some of them, maybe you can get one or two more, right? You're going to lose the game. And that's more of a knock on you and your style of play and the way you're playing right now than it is on like, oh, we have a oh, look. We got a refereeing problem, I think, to a degree in the NBA. This ain't it, though.
0: What? Let me see. this. The, the first quarter of uh, so i'm watching I'm, I'm i'm there at Celtics uh nets and the, that first quarter takes 32 minutes cuz there's 18 foul calls. The first quarter of the game we're going to talk about next is awful. 42 minutes awful. uh the the uh Timberwolves and Grizzlies 42 minutes worth of because of so many fouls. I don't think Trey is going to win anything here. Because if there's any sort of thing that that we see out of the first few games of these series is the early kind of we need to start calling all of these fouls because we're trying to like make sure nothing goes goes crazy here. That that's taken all the flow out of the game, and playoff basketball is just physical, man. It's just more physical. You, it's
1: you a different animal, right? That. Like it's 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 entirely different than the regular season. We all agree with this, whether it should be or not, it is right. Like this is, as you said, it's just a complete self-own on him. Like, I don't know, do something different, play better. It's really that simple. Like, this isn't don't get bailed out. I don't know. That quote rubs me the wrong way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely does. And and part of why Trey was two of ten from three is because the shots that he was missing were kind of quick, super long, like 30-footer. Or plus, Cause he was 30 terrified
1: 30. of that defense. He had no 30. lane to drive. They forced him into those with really good defense.
0: Yeah. Um, And, and I know Trey can make those shots. Trey can make the logo shots, but he, he's, he's not in the same class as the Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. I'm afraid of their logo shots. Trey, Trey is, if he misses the first couple that he's trying, kind of feeling like okay he's he's off tonight he's he's like i just for me a notch below when it comes to those logo shots and if he's not hitting that and and drawing you out further then he's not going to get to where he wants to go and if he's not getting the fouls then it's just harder for him to be effective he's got to rely on those floaters and great he hits them but uh if he's if he's going to sit here and say I need to get more of these file calls or or else we're, we're toast then guess what butter it up baby you're
1: toast. <laughs> yeah i i fully agree like that's that's kind of what that that quote comes down to
0: um shout out though before we just dump this game here because um i think i think atlanta is kind of outclassed by miami i and let me also just throw this little editorial comment in there. I'm glad that Atlanta is outclassed and, and maybe out in, in in a sweep here because after last year's playoff run, they kind of collectively said, we don't care about the regular season. I think they kind of, this is good comeuppance for them. And um, it, it's not like a, a long-term hate, like I hate the Hawks or I hate Trey Young. They're, they can be a really fun, fun team. But I think, as far as basketball gods are concerned, if there's any sort of consensus, it's Miami. I mean, Atlanta should be swept. They probably they shouldn't. I was pissed that they even made the that they won the play-in because I felt like they shouldn't have been rewarded at all for their you know regular season the the dismissal of the regular season. So I'm just kind of happy I, that they're they're out. I, I well, think there's like
1: a a secret story here with the Hawks from last year and how they approached the season for it. Cause I agree with you to a certain degree. I also think their run and and we don't need to get too deep into this right. Last year was a little bit of fool's gold. They got matched up with the Knicks in the first round and the Knicks were just a disaster kind of right. They played the 76ers in the next round, one in seven games with that ultimate Ben Simmons collapse. And if Ben Simmons doesn't completely fall apart, they probably don't win that series. Right. That's fair. And then they take the bucks to six games. Like, Okay, they got way <laughs> further than they probably should have because yep. of some luck and some of in a very, very favorable matchup in the first round. That helped them get further than they are, than they that they did, and then they probably think they're better than they actually are, and they came back down to to earth hard this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, but like I was saying before, before my tangent, 29 points for uh Bogdan Bogdanovich, who uh was their their best player in this one 12 of 18 shooting 5 of 10 from 3 uh three assists four rebounds he was he was just really good they got john collins back um and he was he was good in this game 13 points uh, and 10 rebounds there there were things that they they that they did that they can kind of say okay we have got something here but miami could also sit there and say we didn't get a normal game from some of our guys um, you know, especially bam, like if bam has a, just a normal bam on a bio game. If Kyle Lowry could shoot at all here, um, this game maybe is more of a blow So we'll see what happens there in game three. The final game was the worst game, but oh, still so much fun to be had in the Grizzlies win over the Timberwolves. Plenty to talk about in that one, which we will do. In just a moment. First, we got to talk about Bilt Bar. Let me bring Jake back in here. Let's put him back in the video to talk about Bilt Bar. What's your? You have a new uh, order at all?
1: Oh, I I got a couple here. I I get whenever I see the special flavors, I jump all of them. I'm in Los Angeles for work right now, and my backpack is like filled with them because they are great when I'm on the road and I just need something. I got a bunch of the coconut brownie chunks with me.
0: Oh, nice. You know, it's funny uh, when when Celtics were playing the Jazz. Um, David Locke was directly in front of me. The the jazz broadcast was literally the row in front of me. So during a commercial break, he just turns around and looks at me and he's like chowing on a built bar. It's like the slow reveal. And he's just like, so like, it's, we're eating them. We we're selling them, but we're also buying them. We're spending our
1: own money on these things, Spending our
0: own money on these things, because they're really good. And they're, you know, the whole peanut butter is back peanut butter is back my favorite my favorite i I'm, I'm upset that they took it away but that was my ultimate favorite um instead of eating a Reese's peanut butter cup which can give you like 240 calories and a ton of sugar i get my peanut butter built bar which was like 150 calories or so you have four grams of sugar four net carbs 17 grams of protein and that awesome low calorie high high protein. Uh, great snack great meal replacement great for somebody like jake when you're traveling you are just you're hungry you're you're running around i know from traveling as a beat writer having something like that that you can reach into saves you from making so many poor decisions at an airport like sitting there with your stomach rumbling at a hudson news is the worst feeling in the world (laughs) so it's good to have a built bar when you're there all right so go to built.com check them out. Promo code is lock 15. You get 15% off your order, but lock 15 works every single time. So you don't have to feel the pressure to buy a ton of things and and buy a bunch of different flavors. Pick a flavor that you think you like, get a mixed box. You can use a promo code lock 15. When you go back to stock up on the flavors that you do decide that you like 15% off every single time, every single order at built.com. Jake, the, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, did not do so well (laughs) in this game against the Memphis (laughs) Grizzlies. Uh, If you want to look at it as glass half full, you can say, hey, they got their split on the road. That's great. Um, The the downside is the the loss is a 124-96 thrashing at the hands of the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Tons of fouls, like we said before. Tons of foul trouble as a result, including Carl Anthony Towns, who continues to struggle in these big spots? Fifteen points, eleven rebounds, but five fouls for him. Anthony Edwards had four fouls. He was in foul trouble. He could never really get it going necessarily. He didn't shoot poorly. He just never got that chance. He only played thirty-four minutes in this. Never got that chance to go full Ant Man and 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 kind of show why he's like in that that next that next wave of great players in the NBA. Meanwhile, on the Memphis side, you get 23 from John Morant. You get a nice balanced mix. Uh Xavier Tillman comes in out of nowhere after playing nothing in game one, gets 13 points. Uh just a you know JJJ gets 16, Desmond Bain gets 16. Brandon Clark gets 13. Zaire Williams gets 13. Just balance around your superstar who uh Morant, which is what re- they do <laughs> one rebound shy of a, a triple double there.
1: Yeah. Look, this is what the Grizzlies do, right? Like they have that depth there. They, they do it defensively. Uh Taylor Jenkins, their head coach really impressed me in this one, really shortening his rotation and going with the guys that needed to play. And I thought that was a real big one. Steven Adams didn't play in this game pretty much at all. Two, three minutes of action. And I think that was, a really big thing for him out there to go with the right type of playoff rotation that was going to win them this game. And they went out and they did it pretty much. And yeah, that's kind of like all it was, you knew after they lost that first game at home, when they were so amped up for that one with the season, they had that they were going to come out and there was almost no way that they were going to lose game two.
0: No, no, not at all. Um, And that that's just uh, look, you, you, you lose game one, you feel like you, know, you don't play your best, and so you come back and you put a thumping on the other team. Now that sends the message. And, and I think some of it on the other side was Minnesota thinking like, hey, we did what we're supposed to do. I, I really do think like Minnesota is the type of team that would sit there and after, after game one, after winning that game saying, we did our job, and then coming into game two and being like, oh, you know, we'll just go back home and start winning those games. Like I, I can't say that. I'm. That's a hundred percent speculation, and it could be. You can, Minnesota fans can sit there and be like, "John, you're you're being completely unfair with that." That I get, but I still feel like with this team, this is that that that's a type of mentality that I can see uh, on this team. And and one thing here, and, and we can try to fold a a real or fake into this. Carl Anthony Towns, the fifth foul uh, against towns was an over the back call, um, which again, he continues to commit really terrible fouls, really terrible fouls in situations where he should be more careful. And it's, it's just wild to me that he continues to, to, to do this. And so my, my real or fake question to you here would be until these key players in Towns and Edwards Towns especially though until they figure out how to how to play with fouls, this team now next season whatever season they're never going to go anywhere until Carl Anthony Towns learns how to play situational basketball especially when he's got fouls.
1: yeah you know they were a team that didn't do this a ton during the regular season they were actually pretty decent when it came to committing fouls and things like that and so Yeah. To see them in the playoffs kind of falling apart with this, that's it's really going to hurt him. Towns averaged on the season. I think it was like three and a half per game to see him kind of what he's doing. And don't forget, right. He fouled out of that Clippers playing tournament game that they still managed to win too. Like, on some really dumb ones down the road that didn't cost them there cuz the Clippers absolutely collapsed but against a good team like the Memphis Grizzlies you're going to you're going to get burned if that's the case and that's definitely something they need to figure out. And look, we're kind of waiting for Towns to like arrive on the big stage right now. It feels like we want a little bit more from him. You're not going to get that if he's not out there playing cuz he's on the bench with foul trouble.
0: Yeah, no. This is th- this is kind of an eye opener because a lot of people a lot of people have picked Minnesota in this series. Now, they did do their job. They did. They did steal home court, and so I don't want to take this blowout and say now. Well, now here's Memphis being Memphis, and and this series is over. Memphis can go home and just hold home court and play like they've played, and they've shown at home how different they can be, and you'll get better better performances than what you're getting from some of these role players here um, and like D'Angelo Russell didn't really show up in this game. And, you know, Patrick Beverly didn't really do much in this game and was a minus 26 or, you know, no one, no one really had a good game for the Timberwolves. Nas Reed has to do a lot more. If he's going to be pressed into service, he has to be better so they can go home and these role players can play better at home. Like the cliche goes and who knows this series can change, but for now, I, I'm just I, I, I continue to be a little disappointed just in the 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 lack of just awareness that that is going on right now. They and it's something that can be fixed, but for now that 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 doesn't sit well with me. The way he's been fouling lately it's been bad.
1: Uh yeah, I they agree.
0: So all right, so you know. The the best part of this game, honestly, didn't even happen on the floor. the The best part of this game was the sideline report, um, where T. Morant, Jaws' dad, and Carl Towns' senior just got into a big trash talking. But like, I, I cannot, I will not try to do it justice. Just the back and forth between those two. I I guess here's a real or fake question. (laughs) These these two need their own show.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. Like, can you imagine, you know, they have, like, the Manning cast if you had these two on a broadcast for this game. And they were drawn back and forth in in game one, too, and they decided to really broadcast it on NBA TV in this one. And it was kind of fun. I don't think they were amazing trash talkers. I'll be honest. I was a little bit, Disappointed. They were trying to like watch the game. They're trying to kind of deal with all of this. It wasn't like one of those things when they're going up and they're on the mics and they're just trashing each other. And you're like, oh wow. It was two dads kind of going at it, and I kind of like the like playful and like almost wholesome nature of it. So like, I wouldn't watch that for the whole game, but I would watch whatever they do for a little bit for sure. Mic them up,
0: sit them next to each other,
1: and just put the feed
0: somewhere on uh with tnt plus or whatever thing that they have you know like sometimes on uh on league pass or they yep. have like the one at the one you can watch like the uh the
1: stats cast or something like that
0: yeah yeah you can watch the, they have the camera on top of the, the get, back you can have watch the dad cast now you. yeah let's just do a dad cast well I think a dad cast would be great you just put it a little th- it's very simple you mic it up you understand that they're you know you tell them whatever you say is going to go out so just be careful but you're free to kind of like talk whatever crap you want because it's going to be on a little internet feed I'm I think that would be very popular you just sit them next to each other during a game and just let them go
1: imagine the ratings that gets if it's like a crunch time game and it's like final five minutes they're within a point or it's tied I would tune in for the final five to listen to that. If it's like a blowout either way, I'm not sure if I want to hear that because it's just going to be brutal for one of them, but a yeah, close yeah, yeah. game with like a game seven of that. Oh, that would be so much fun. Actually.
0: I would love that. I would love that. Um, all right. So uh, yeah. I don't know. You got anything else with this game? I'm kind of done with this game. I'm, on, I'm, I'm Game three is going to be really interesting um, to see how much they bounce back. Uh, I thought it Taylor Jenkins did a great job. Like you mentioned just saying, okay, Stephen Adams, not working, have a seat. Uh, we're going to go a different route. That's, that's really great. Um, uh, really great coaching. You've got, you've got really great coaches on both sides. So I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to, to see what game, game three adjustments are going to be made from both, from both sides. But, um, yeah, it, it, to me, it just boils down to Carl Anthony Towns. Job was awesome. Um. He he did take a, a shot to his thigh, uh, and I'm just curious if that deep thigh bruise is going to be an issue for him. Because um, it's one thing like during a game to play with that, but he you get back into the locker room, you take your shower, and you go home. And by the time he gets into bed, that sucker's going to be screaming at him. He's going to wake up in the morning. That sucker is going to be very very stiff. So, just, you know, something to watch for. Like that, that's going to be tough for him to work through when it comes to game three.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those injuries, man, like hate to see him in the playoffs, ban ban injuries, please. But it's one of those things when you're out there, if you're playing, you got the blood flowing, you can kind of keep it going. And then what starts to just like kind of cool off a little bit can definitely be a big deal.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Make sure you're listening to locked on Grizzlies, locked on Timberwolves, Suns, Heat, Hawks, and Pelicans. For all of your uh, in-depth recaps from the night in the association, Uh, check out Locked On Now for a great recap from both sides to get each side's perspective. If you're going to get, you know, uh, you want to just do a a quick podcast to get either side, Locked On Now is a great way to do it. All right, that's going to do it for our show. On Wednesdays, I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm John Corrales. I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake.
0: Thanks for subscribing wherever you get your podcast. It's free. It's daily. And the show is on YouTube. Go subscribe on YouTube. You can watch these shows. Uh, We drop them every day. And and the Locked On NBA feed has a ton of great shows on it as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time time here on the Locked On NBA podcast.